Welcome to the South Metro Ministries podcast. Here's this week's message from Pastor Alan Matura. Marriage and the family. Uh, the series title is Life is Like a Box of Chocolates. Uh, <laughs> I got to control myself here. Uh, box of chocolates, just because they're chocolate don't mean you will like it in one of them. Uh, but marriage is, once you got your box of chocolates, don't mean you can just get rid of it. <laughs> I know, I know, I should be all about whoop glory. Uh, and raising kids is like a box of chocolates, if you have more than one child. I'm speaking to you this morning now, out of this context, okay? I am not an expert, but I've been married 35 years, I have two daughters, one's 33 and one's 29, two grandchildren, the greatest in the world. And uh, been raised in the preacher's home. So has my wife. So when I speak to you this morning out of the Word of God, I do have a little bit of experience. Okay? Uh, I remember one time, my dad was out of town preaching a revival. I misbehaved. And I was too old to be spanked for it to mean something. And my dad had me write sentences 500 times. 500 times. Have it ready when I... The same scripture. Honor thy mother and father in the Lord, for this is right. When I got through writing 500 times, I knew that scripture. But when he got home, I had a, the seed of my understanding applied a little bit of knowledge. One time, I got three sisters. They're precious. Um, my oldest sister is Hannah. I'm the next child. After me is Ruth. And my younger sister, Lystra. Mom, I'm the only boy of three girls growing up in that environment. And girls are giggly. And my sisters took delight in giggling and making me more mad. Well, I take delight in annoying them. And one day, Stan, I had all I cared with my older sister. I was getting ready to fry me an egg. And I just threw that egg right there. <laughs> you know why I remember that? Because when mom came in and dad came home, they gave me something to associate it with. So that in the future, I don't ever do it again. Got a little experience. I'm conflicted this morning. I'll tell you why I'm conflicted in bringing this message. Because I just came in from Orlando on yesterday where I attended the T.D. Jakes Pastors and Leaders Conference. Now, when you go to Orlando, if you take your child there and they go to Disney World and you pay their way, they have access to everything. And if it's a child or even an adult, they're thinking, what ride should I ride first? What candy should I eat first? What place should I go first? Disney World is remarkable. For me, going to a T.D. Jakes Pastors and Leaders Conference is like going to a Disney World for preachers. So, I'm just full of it. And I'd rather go that way. I got so, you know, as a preacher, you give and give and give, but you got to get in. You got to take it in. There is no finer preacher and teacher in the globe, on the globe, than T.D. Jakes. Okay, I, I, that's my opinion. Yours doesn't count. I mean, yours is yours. Okay. So I'll, I'll get to that T.D. Jakes material another time. Right now I'm committed to family. Let me, let me have you show me. This, this Thursday evening, I begin a class for nine weeks with Pastor Jeff teaching on financial peace. How to be blessed in 
budgeting your finances. It's too late for you to order this from us now, but if you have ordered a kit, it's available for you at the entrance. And if you'd like to order online, you can do so. Perhaps you'll get it by Thursday. But for everyone who've ordered a kit or a workbook alone, it's available. Please, as you are standing, let me draw your attention to the book of Deuteronomy. And let us look together at verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. As I speak to you this morning on this thought, saving your family from ruin and destruction. Saving your family from ruin and destruction. When I said to you earlier, kids can be like a box of chocolates. Uh, You have one. Kimberly was our docile, very calm, very child. uh, And then Jennifer was, and she'll hear this, she was our drama queen. She still is. Uh, If you have more than one, you can only have one child. And you can wonder, where'd they come from? <laughs> and I can hear the daddy saying, they take that from mama's side. And I hear mama saying, they got that from your side. In Deuteronomy, this is the scripture I use when I dedicate babies, like we did two Sundays ago when we dedicated eight babies. The whole chapter is worthy of your reading, perhaps later. Moses is instructing the people prior to his demise. Not demise because of sin, but his decease, God's taking him to glory. Hear, O Israel, he says to the people, Moses says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Now, I know I'll be out of time before long, but here's what I want you to do. Look look at the screen or look at me. Two things I want you to pray about this morning right now and not pray for me like you usually do. First, I want you to pray for our president, President Obama. Barack Obama. He has a massive burden to carry outside of what's going on in Crimea and Ukraine and with President Putin. The Bible says, pray for those who have rule over you. George Bush would have never been president if God didn't let him be. Clinton would have never been president if God didn't let him be. Barack Obama would have never been president if God didn't let him be. So I want you to pray for him. And then secondly, I want you to pray for the missing airline that was making its Malaysian airline, its destination from Malaysia to Beijing, China, when 239 people, they lost contact with the traffic controllers and you pilots who are here know what I'm talking about. And they're yet to be found. Now, you think you got problems. I want you to pray for both of those counts. Bow with me now. You pray in your own way. Come on, just begin to pray for the president and for his uh, advisors and for President Putin. And in the name of Jesus, God, the world is bigger than where we're standing right here. 
It's bigger than our family, and it's bigger than Sharpsburg or Noonan or Peachtree City or Atlanta. I pray for our president, President Barack Obama, and the First Lady Michelle. Come on, I need to hear somebody pray. God, many voices are speaking to him, but may your voice be the clearest and the loudest. God, in this, in this time of uh, flexing one's muscles on both sides, I pray for no bloodshed. I pray for diplomatic resolution in the name of Jesus. And then I pray, O oh God, for this, what would seem like now a tragedy since it occurred on Friday night, our time, of 239 souls and a 777 aircraft missing God and perhaps perceived to be, uh, have, have crashed into the ocean. Now God, I pray that you'd help those who are looking and amaze them. Give us some closure here, God. And then use this service to your highest glory. And everybody say amen. amen. And amen it is. And you may be seated. I'm going to forego the introduction. I'm going to get right into the heart of this message. Put the next slide up there. I think it is, would be for me a, a, another verse of Scripture to tell you why it's important to guard the family. In 1 Peter 8, pardon me, 5 and 8, the Word of God says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, Seeking whom he may devour. That means men, women, and children. And especially family. The state of the family in America is in tragic condition. Give me the next scripture, if you will. Revelation 12 and 12. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the seal, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that his time is short. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy marriages, families, children. I'm not going to give you the stats. I don't have the time. But there are more young people and children involved in crime, deadly crimes, in America than ever before. There are more young people and children experimenting with drugs, alcohol, and promiscuous sex than ever before. There are more children, I deal with this, and I'm not going to call names or look in a certain direction, young ladies who are cutting themselves. Self-inflicted wounds as a way of dealing with their stress or their world. Anybody hearing me? The marriage and divorce rate in America, in and out the church, is unacceptable. And somebody has got to speak for the children. Because here's what I've learned about children. From the cradle all the way to their adulthood, and even after they're married and left your home, they will do more what they see you do than what you tell them to do. So, Pastor, I don't have any children. Somebody's still looking at you, and it could be a child. You could be a child's hero. I've already raised mine. No, you haven't. Mine's 33 and 29, and I'm still forking it out. Because I want to. I want to love on them. My, my whole point today is that whether you have children, grandchildren, or not, Somebody is looking at you. You're a model. 
In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, we get some insights if practice would bring the healing and hope to families that are so desperately needed. It's not too late for us to practice these four guidelines that I will lift up in just a moment because they are as potent today as they were in the days of Moses when he gave them to the children of Israel. Before I give you these four words, you need to understand that effective families does not just happen. It's a result of deliberate intention, determination, and practice. Did anybody hear me? You don't... You can go to a vending machine and make your selection for what you want. Candy, cookies, chips, a drink. And it can happen because you have the money. But you can't go to a computer or a vending machine, or even a church or a school, and make effective families just happen. It happens intentionally. It happens deliberately. It happens because somebody, oh, I feel a whoop glory. Some mother, some father, some grandma, some grandpa, some aunt, some uncle, intentionally says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Give the Lord a praise, somebody. How do you save your family from ruination and destruction? Point number one. Hear the truth. Our text says in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, Hear, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Hear the truth about what? Hear the truth about God. Can I get an amen? Moses said, The Lord is our God. Everybody on the count of three say, The Lord is our God. One, two, three. The Lord is our God. This was necessary for the Israelites to hear because they were coming to possess a land known as Canaan where the people were polytheistic in their beliefs. There were a lot of gods and these gods didn't get along together too well. Moses reminded the parents to tell the children that the Lord God, Jehovah, is our God. Oh, you know, when I do that, it don't mean a hill of beans. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. In America, we got all kinds of God. Hare Krishna God, Buddha God, New Age God. God your own way. We got a buffet line of gods. And somebody told us we all get into the same place, don't matter what God you go through. Somebody told you a lie. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue. Well, Pastor, you're not being very open minded. Please, please, if you're offended by that, I am being open Bibled. And I'm not here to make you... I I get paid to make you mad. And I'm only teasing, okay? But I am the agitator in your washing machine. What kind of washing machine you got if you ain't got an agitator moving back and forth? I'm here to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. I feel a... I told you I just came from T.D. Jake, so you blame him. Tell them the truth about God. I don't mean that you tell them that... Uh, you tell them that other people serving other gods are all going to hell? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that only the church of God is going to heaven or only the Baptists or the Methodists. 
But I'm telling you, the only ones going to heaven are the one who accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God and the forgiveness He provides through the atonement at Calvary. Tell your children that. You, you tell them about God's uniqueness, about God's power. About You remind your children, you tell them the truth. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Here's something else you tell your children. You, you, you hear, let them hear the truth about morality. Now, everybody knows what I mean here. Okay? Continually, they need to hear the truth about morality. Because the world operates on a no moral absolutes, anything goes mentality. And our children need to know that God has established some moral absolutes by which we will be judged. And if we violate them, we will suffer the consequences. Stand up. Officer Kirk, please. He's an officer of the law. Now, he put on some light here. I'm going to get right down the midst of you. He says that right. He has his Sunday suit on. Okay? But if you mess up any year, he has as much authority, whether he has his Sunday suit on or his officer suit, to book you. You ever seen Hawaii uh, 5 and they say, book him, Dano? Yeah. Not me, damn, I mean. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay? I'm trying to tell you that if you break the law, there are consequences. Amen. Okay? You know, the speed limit is 65 miles an hour or 70. In some places, right? Either one. But I've been told, I've been told now, officer, could be wrong. That's why I make friends with officers. That if you go five miles above it, they'll let you. So if it's 65, I set the cruise on 70. 68. Now when I see that gun, I back off like I've been being good all the time. <laughs> Children need to know that Miley Cyrus is not a good role model. That's right, that's right. Britney Spears is not a good role model. I feel a whoop glory. They need to know that some of these demon-possessed Hollywood rock stars are not a good role model. They need to know some of these NBA, NFL, and whatever else are not good role models. They may be good athletes, but they're not good role models. <laughs> See, if you came here for generic preaching, I'm sorry, that ain't what you're going to get, but you can't leave now because the doors are locked. The all-time greatest golf player in my, history, in my thinking is Tiger Woods. But... Tiger Woods needs to now regain trust. He needs, like you do, not to work on his game as much as he needs to work on his family and his marriage. Okay? And when you regain that trust, he still goes. Muhammad Ali was the greatest boxer of my generation. What did he say? Fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee? My wife, she has hanging from her visor mirror two boxing gloves. Somebody gave her that five, six years ago when she was doing a Bible study and she got up here with some boxing gloves. And every time I drive my wife's car, I'm thinking, I know who she is. I'm going to drive this car, fill it up with gas. There are mo- let, let, let me show you. The moral absolutes are not antiquated. They're called the Ten Commandments. And I probably won't get past this first point. That's why it's called a series on the family. Okay. We need to tell our children the truth continually. 
Put it on the screen. We have, first of all, in the first of the ten, first four of the Ten Commandments, truths about, put, put the next bullet up there, about our relationship to God and others. The Ten Commandments can be divided in two parts. The first four commandments speaks about our relationship to God. The latter six speaks about our relationship to other people. Go to the next slide. Put up the first one. Here's the truth you need to tell your children. Number one, that thou shalt have no other gods before me. Meaning, trust God only. Guys in the media, put on the next slide. Trust God only. Have no other gods before me. I don't care if Oprah endorses it or Dr. Phil endorses it. While you're shucking the cone, just get all the way down to the husk. Number two, our relationship to God. Worship God only. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Teach your children that. Number three. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Means use God's name in a way that honors Him. Pardon me, but since you're already used to explicit language, I'm going to try to be very uh, subtle and stay away from being blasphemous. But even to say, when you're frustrated, Jesus Christ is wrong. No. You don't use his name like frustrated. Use Use his he is king of kings and lord of lords. He took our place on the cross. He paid the price for our sins. We are no longer going to hell if we're born again. We're going to heaven. And He forgives us every time we fall. He picks us up and dusts us off if we're truly repentant. Can I get an amen? Honor Him greater than the Queen of England. Honor Him greater than the Pope of Rome. Number four. Tell your children the truth. The Bible says rest on the Sabbath day and think about God. It means that there is a day given whereby we're going to spend some family time and it's going to begin in the house of God. Whether it's the early service or the second service or whatever. Oh, well now we got satellite TV and Brother Hagee shows up at our house. And, and Brother David Jeremiah shows up at our house. And I'm not a, I love Hagee, I love David Jeremiah, I love Creflo Dollar, I love T.D. Jakes. Okay? But... The house of God. doesn't have to be South Metro Ministries. It can be wherever you go to church that you feel you're getting blessed and, and the Word of God. Do not send your children to the house of God or your grandchildren. Bring them to the house of God and put them in age-appropriate classes like we have where they can learn about Jesus. Remember the Sabbath day. Oh, Lord, I'm a meddling now. Well, you know, Pastor, we got this new boat. And the only day we have, we got this. Uh, oh, Alan, remember you, you want. <laughs> I want to help you. So if you take your boat every Sunday and go to the lake and say, Jesus understands. And don't come to church. I pray you have a hole in it and it sinks to the bottom of the lake. I didn't stand behind the pulpit. That was carnal. 
Thank God for your boat. Get you a pontoon. Get you a yacht. Invite me over Monday through Saturday. It's good for you to have good things. But when things get in the way of raising your children and building your marriage on the rock, you got your priorities mistaken. Let me give me the next one. The, 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 these five through ten speaks about our relationship to others. Okay? To God. The first was the relationship to others. This is our relationship to other people. Beginning at number five. Honor thy father and thy mother. Respect your parents. I, I'm just teaching, okay? My father will be 84 on the 29th of this month. Been preaching since he's age 17. And I've learned, the Bible says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long on the earth. A couple of weeks ago, we were on the phone together, my dad and I, and he had asked me opinion about something, like I asked him opinion about something related to church. And, and uh, he just wasn't getting it. Now, when he comes here and he wants to know about this, oh, he gets the DVD. But, uh, you know, he just wasn't getting it. We talked about it for 20 minutes, the same thing. And I said, Dad, Dad, and I was trying to emphasize, so the tone of my voice changed a little bit. And Man, I got off the phone and Valerie said, I, I think you were a little rough on your dad. And I said, but honey, he wasn't getting it. And I was just trying to be a little bit more explicit, emphatic. Went to bed, got up in the morning, had my devotions. And the Holy Ghost said, your wife is right. And I knew that wasn't no Holy Ghost. That was the devil telling me my wife is right. The Holy Spirit in my prayer says, you need to call your dad. And I stopped my prayers. Now, this is not about me. Don't be impressed with me, okay? Just the things I do that's good, do it. The things that I do dumb, don't do it. I'm just being very transparent. And I called my dad. And I apologize. And he said, I don't, that, that wasn't a problem, son. I asked you and you. If my dad lives to be 100, I'm going to honor him. Let me tell you this. I love me some T.D. Jakes, but my dad's my hero. I don't, and some of you did not have the privilege of having a wonderful dad, a wonderful mother. Don't let the negativities that happen in you be transferred onto your kids. Is that all right, preaching? Number six, thou shalt not kill. Respect and protect human life. Tell your children that. Tell your children that abortion is not from God. Tell your children that if a person had an abortion, we love and forgive them and we protect the baby. And if the parent cannot, or the mother or whatever, we can find a place of adoption and safety for them. Okay? Tell your children that euthanasia Hastening the death of an elderly person for convenience purposes is not of God. Y'all didn't know you was coming to this, right? You were, you were, was, what, I had three degrees, whatever it is, y'all, yeah. You, I, I don't care how old you are, whether you're a parent or not, protect and respect you. We got to, we, America has found a way to save the whooping crane and the spotted owl. And uh, I'm a preaching little Indian if you ever heard one. 
We found ways to protect uh, species that are endangered. My God, can't we find a way to save the children, to save the elderly, to help the handicapped, to help the underprivileged? Come on, uh, you don't clap for me, but clap about respecting human life. Number seven, be true to your husband or your wife. That simply means do not commit adultery. If you have sexual intimate relationship with somebody else in marriage other than your spouse, you're committing adultery. If you have sexual relationship outside of marriage where neither one of you are married, you're committing fornication. And it's wrong in the eyes of God. Oh, but we know we're going to get married. So we just, it's wrong in the eyes of God. And God can't bless you. But we'll get saved later. What are you? Alan, don't say it. Who told you you got up tomorrow? Who told you? The Bible says, teach us to number our days. I get saved in my 60s. Who told you you even going to get to your 40s? I want you to get there. But the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Do not commit adultery. Well, you know, again, I, I don't do much counseling because I've, I'm tired of people thinking I'm stupid. I'm sitting in the chair. I have the evidence, I know, and I say, do you have somebody else in your life? Another man, another woman? Depends on the gender? Oh, no. An SOS comes on me. It's called a spirit of slap. You see, that's why God made me of a small frame. Because I'd be in jail many times. And you all would have to say, well, we haven't seen our preacher lately, but he's probably in jail this week. And that's your preacher? Yeah, he goes to jail every week. Because I'd be slapping some people. She up. Wow. You don't go to lunch with a person of the opposite sex with them alone. The temptation. And you don't start texting them and Facebooking them. and You know, I'll, I'm just going to preach to you guys. I'm, I'm going to be as plain as I am brown. Auntie and uncle spending the night. You tell them that. And it ain't auntie and it ain't uncle. Where you learn that from, Bishop Jakes? Yeah. But I also learned it from the Bible. How come uncle's staying here all the time? Be Adultery is sin. And you got to get out of it and repent. Jesus said to the woman caught in the act of adultery, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Somebody texts me on Saturday. And you may be here, so I won't call your name because I didn't know your name. I didn't even know how you got my number. I was sitting in the Orlando airport yesterday. 
getting ready for my flight. And somebody texts, and the number came up and says, how many times can you be saved? And went on to know, how many times can, about, can I be saved once and get saved again and saved? So I text back, I said, who is this? <laughs> and so person proceeded to identify themselves. I said, I text back. I said, in, in a moment, I'll be boarding the plane, and I can't use the phone. I prefer to speak this to you in person or on the phone later. I'm not going to set myself up so this person can have a license to sin. The real question is, not how many times you can get. You can get saved one time. If you backslide, you ask for forgiveness. The real question is, how many times you can be forgiven? And if you really mean it, I don't know. How many times you'd be forgiven? Because I don't remember how many times I've been forgiven. Now, some of you that's a little bit of the legalistic mind thinking, uh, God bless you and help you. But you are a product of grace, too. Okay? All right? But I want to sit or, or at least say to this person, look, if I tell you you can be saved a hundred times, that ain't in the Bible. You're saved once. Do you fall? You get restored. But you go and sin no more. You understand? I know. Uh, don't send me the email and don't text me. I'm not going to read it. I'll preach about it another time. You just can't just lose your salvation just like that. If that's the case, what some of you are thinking right now, you're gone. I just feel it. See, I'm supposed to stay with my notes. Put it up here. Come to the music, folks, and let it make it sound like I'm quitting. Do not take what belongs to others. I loaned a guy my pushing on more years ago. Years ago. I ain't seen it yet. I wasn't making a donation. But same as people have loaned me books. And I said, now, nah, unless you plan to give me this, I'm a thief. Because I, I I'm really not a thief. I hope not. But I don't, I won't read it right away. So hold it until I can get it back to you. I, I'm making it light to say to you, teach your children. If you borrow money from somebody else, pay them back. I'm speaking to the adults. If you, and... The, the worst thing for brothers and sisters to do in the church is to lend each other money. And I'm not trying to be smart aleck. This church is not your savings and loan institution. Oh, but I pay my tithe. Can I borrow? Forget it. That's God's money. We just handle it. Now, if you've got a need and we can help you with some groceries or gasoline or clothes or furniture or a little bit of money, we've got, we got a process to do that. But this is not a savings and loan institution. Okay? But some of the worst fights happen in church because people borrow money from a brother or a sister and steal from them. Honey, something that you can play or sing that will get us all dancing and happy. Number nine, we'll, this is to be continued, this sermon. 
Do not bear false witness. Oh, just a white lie. Did you know there's no difference between a white and a black liar? Indian liar or yellow, whatever. White lies is, is as bad as a black, green, blue, and purple. A lie is a lie. And, and if I come and lie to her, and then I come and lie to her, and I come over and lie to him, and I go and lie to Pete, I got four different things I got to remember in my head. Which lie did I tell who? Tell the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And, and, and here's number 10. And then next Sunday, or whenever, we'll pick up with the next three points of this passage. Be satisfied with what you have. Teach your kids, right now, we couldn't afford a four-wheeler. On Sunday mornings at Christmas, we got a little apple at church and a little toy. In Trinidad, just one toy was enough. And your imagination. We, we didn't know. Now we come here and I'm married into the, a, a giving family. Man, they load it down at Christmas. Me and my wife used to have some... Uh, She's not here yet, is she? Because uh, she comes from a giving family, birthdays and all. And for us, you get one toy and let your imagination do the rest. Uh, but don't you remember the budget, Valerie? She like a, she's got a PhD, you know, but when it comes to the budget and the kids, she's like a, excuse Lakeland got more toys than one boy can play with for the rest of his life. And you know how some of that happened? I hear. Last time he came, he's into this Darth Vader stuff. Come praise team. Come on, get something ready to praise. Uh, and that's my grandson. And they came and he wants something Darth Vader. So, you know, his mom said, little statuette's fine. And so I, I left... Kimberly and JC and Valerie in the car and went to the Walmart at Peachtree City, coming back from something on a Friday night. Said, come on. Come on, buddy. Let's go in here and get. So we go in the toy section. We get look at the Darth Vader's, and he looks and he says, Papa, I want that one. That one's four feet tall, church. Four feet. We left with that one and the small one. And when I got to the car, his mom and dad said, What are we going to do taking this home? I said, That's your problem. This is my grandson. But there comes a place where kids need to learn you don't have a money tree in your backyard. Somebody's wearing Nike and somebody's wearing this and that. Right now, we'll get there one day maybe, but we are a family. All right? And you don't choose your favorite child and bless them. Oh, I'm a preaching little Indian. In the Old Testament, that might have been the case for the firstborn, but every one of yours ought to be equally loved, nurtured, and bless their special gifts. Bow your heads, please. Matter of fact, I'm going to change it. I just felt in my spirit. Rise to your feet, if you will, please. If you're near your spouse or someone in your family or you're not near them, could you get near them if you're not already standing with them? Okay? Your spouse or someone in your family. 
I want to pray over your family. I want to pray that God will save the home. If you're a grandparent, how many grandparents here? Raise your hands. Put them down. How many parents here? Raise your hands. Put them down. How many single moms or, yeah, okay, single mom? And dads, single dads? I may be praying to get married. No, no, don't raise your hands. Whatever it is, he can take care of it. But you've got to be intentional. If you want this CD and you're a first-time guest, it's free. Just go tell them the pastor says you can have it free. If you want the last two sermons on marriage and you're a first-time guest, tell them the pastor said you can have it free. If you are a member here and you can't afford it, tell them I said you can have it free. Now, I don't think I can make that many right now. What I want to do is build families, not make money from CDs. We just cover our costs for, the, for what it, to provide CDs and DVDs. If you think somebody else can be helped by this, get it for them. But I'm not finished. He's not finished. But for you and your house, no demon in hell can come against you. You're protected by the blood. For you and your marriage... If the devil sends one angel against you, God will send ten to fight him off. Everybody say, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So with your spouse or your family member, join hands. And if you're not a spouse or family member, just join hands together with someone. And I won't, I won't keep you long holding someone's hands uncomfortably. In the name of Jesus, I pray over everyone. Go ahead and pray for each other right now. Go ahead and pray for your spouse or your children. Call them by name. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just begin to call them by name right now. I'll close the prayer in a moment. Call your grandchild's name or children. Call your husband or your wife's name. Call your niece or your nephews. Call your mother and father's name. Go ahead. For, for our whole family. I, I don't even... There may be a, one in your family that is codependent or on drugs or alcohol or they are the... They are the uh, negative one in your... Come, come on, pray. God, I'm giving you my house. I'm giving you my family. I, I want to live by the Ten Commandments, Lord. I, I, I want to... The Ten Commandments was good for Moses. It's good for me. In the na- come on. In the name of Jesus, say, God, cover us with the cleansing blood of Jesus. Build a wall around us, a hedge about us, O oh God. Give us the shield of faith. Give us the helmet of salvation. Give us the breastplate of righteousness. Give us our loins girt about with truth. Let our feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I, oh God, I, I pray. I pray for Kimberly, my daughter. I pray for Jennifer, my daughter. I pray for Valerie, my wife. I pray for Fallon, my granddaughter. And I pray for Lakeland, my grandson. I pray for Edward, my son-in-law, and JC, my son-in-law. I pray for my dad, Sam Mature, and I pray for, for uh, Brother Gann, my, my, uh, Charles Gann and Ruth Gann, my in-laws. Come on, call their names. God, intentionally I pray for them. Intentionally I will love them. Intentionally I'll ask them to forgive me if I've offended them. Now raise your hands to the Lord and thank God that He is your blesser and keeper. Come on, raise up your hands and thank Him. That's, that's, it may be out of your context, but don't do it for me. Do it. I thank you, God, for my children. I thank you for my family. Go ahead. Go ahead and sing a, a, a song or a verse. And uh, Come on, in Jesus' name. Prayer team. Somebody needs prayer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit smmcog.com.